The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks for downloading Sunranto's pre-posterous show. It's our pre- and post-game from yesterday. Uh, you can hear what we thought was going to happen, and you can hear what happened after the game. So um, I just wanted to give you a quick message, because this show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. They help pay the bills around here, and you can subscribe, too, um, for early and ad-free access to the audio version of this show. Obviously, we go live and on uh, YouTube and Facebook, on Crawley's Clubhouse and the Sun Ranto page. But if you prefer listening to it in uh, podcast form, well, you can do it early uh, through patreon.com slash sunranto and also ad-free. So you won't have to hear the ads that are embedded within this particular production about, uh, you know, Manscaped and BetOnline.ag. Those are our sponsors for this version of the show. But you don't have to hear that. You just subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's very easy. It's a dollar a month. Uh, won't you join us? Preview. Cups preview. Cups preview. Happy St. Clinchington's Day to one and all. Today is the day that it is possible that the Cubs can uh, clinch the NL Central and uh, the year 2020 will go down as the greatest year that ever existed in the history of years because the Cubs are in the playoffs. And uh, joining me by black screen is Charlie's Cubs. Crawley, what happened to you? you I, I, want, uh, I want to call you, and now I can't see. Let me show you somebody else tonight. This is Colonel Clinch. Colonel Clinch, he's uh, showing up to the game tonight. And also, we have the Pope is very excited uh, for St. Clinchington's Day this year. Uh, you know, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. There he is. St. Clinchington's Day. How exciting. Yeah, St. Clinchington's Day, and we, we got a – a few game notes on the Clinchingtons. Um, the magic number is uh, now one, as many of you know that watch this show. Uh, because uh, And if St. Louis uh, loses like they did one of the games yesterday, or the Cubs win, then the Cubs win the first NL Central title since 2017. We are at 33-25 and 25 right now, a 569. Nice. Winning percentage. And uh, Chicago, we have the fourth best record in the NL behind the Dodgers, the Padres. Dodgers have won 41 games. They've only lost 17 so far. That's pretty damn good. Padres, then the Braves, who are now the second seed, how it works, you know, with the first and second place. And the Cubs are now the third seed in the playoffs going into today. Uh, We'd be one of three NL Central clubs to get to the postseason, including – St. Louis and Cincinnati, we'll take a look at that in a second. And, of course, everybody knows that last night, winning 10-zip against the White Sox, behind my man, Hugh Darvish, 
uh, you know, that brought uh, a three-game losing streak to an end. And, you know, it was a three-game losing streak against the Pirates. Let's not forget how disappointing that was. Because we should have already clinched. We should have already celebrated St. Clinton's Day. But, unfortunately, it's we're second to last game of the season. We're on the south side trying to celebrate. So, Well, you know, it was, it was an interesting game last night. You know, you Darvish looked good. Uh, he had a little bit of struggles, but in general, he looked good. And then just just the offense and and how much they needed it, and how much Willie got everybody fired up with that bat flippered around the world. Oh man, and, they're, they're, I love this from Contreras. I saw this online. This is Contreras said, "I I know it was coming because I think they felt disrespected. I celebrated my with my teammates and got pumped up. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I have no regrets." And uh, Patrick Mooney had, I'm not going to change anything. I play hard for my team. I always want to do the best for my team. But if they don't like me, that's fine. I don't play for other teams to like me anyways. And if I have to do it again, I will do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we asked Levante last night, uh, our White Sox fan, friend, and uh, and mentor over at Lost Boys, uh, what he thought if there would be some more bad blood today because, you know, you had the bat flip and then you had, uh, you know, the – the Wilson wearing one in his back. So I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, you got big, big, you know, BDJ on the mound tonight. So you got to be thinking like if anybody's going to be, you know, throwing, this is last start possibly in a Cubs uniform. Do you I, think I, he's going to be throwing no, at Abreu? No, I don't think there's any retaliation at anybody. The Cubs have a mission and that mission is to win the central and to give themselves the best path forward possible. So at this point, you want What'd to make you say? the the best best podcast. Yeah, the the best path. The best yeah, path no. possible to to win this. And so you know, maybe next year somebody wants to throw at somebody. I don't give a shit. It's just a matter of right now, at this point, win, win the central, fly the W, take a picture on their mound, and disrespect the shit out of it, and and, we're, and then have everybody rest on Sunday. How's that sound? You know, that to me is a plan. Take care of business. I don't want to worry about Milwaukee and St. Louis. I want the Cubs to take care of their business. I want them streaking, getting hot right at the right time. I put, I made this today, and I put this up on Twitter and on the Facebook page. Uh, White Sox what? fans, when the Royals throw at Tim Anderson after a bat flap. White Sox fans, when, they, when their pitcher throws at Wilson Contreras after a bat, bat flip. Mm-hmm. So their pitcher got a, uh, what, three-game suspension? Yeah, Cordero, uh, you know, you know, Cordero means lamb in Espanol. Right. And so I, I was, I, I tweeted out lamb to the slaughter. But most people aren't going to get that joke because you got to know a little Spanish. <laughs> a little Espanol, absolutely. Eh, un poquito de Espanol. Uh, um, algún día necesitamos uh, haga una, una show. Mm. Todo en Espanol, ¿sí? Sí, sí, claro que sí. Cuando, cuando quieras. Sí, uh, hoy. <laughs> Empezamos ahora. Ahora mismo. Okay, Steve <laughs> Dean right here says it's my birthday. All I want is a Cubs clinch. I think that's kind of all that what we all yeah. want right now. And happy happy birthday, Steve. And uh, you know, taking a look at last night, as we were saying, it was just a crazy game when you when you looked at it all, and it five was homers, five homers, four guys. You know, you had a lot going on here, and. Uh, you know, Darvish finishes with an 8-3 record, 201 ERA, 93 strikeouts. I don't know about you personally, 
but I would like to see Hendricks get the first start and then give you a little bit more time to rest. You know what I'm saying? I think the eight days is a lot for Darvish for uh, Hendricks to be off. I, I, w- I would start it with Hendricks, in my opinion. Uh, Ed Hardick, though, Cubs historian, puts a great note up here. The 10 runs scored by the Cubs last night were as many as the team had scored in the previous seven games. Marks the first time the club scored as many or more runs than in the previous seven games combined since May 2nd of 1992 when the Cubs beat the Reds 10-7. to uh, You know, that was yeah. the 90s were brutal. Well, I pointed, I, point, I pointed that out last night that they hadn't scored. Oh, there went Crawley. But I pointed that out last night that the Cubs had scored 10 runs in the previous entire week of games. And then this time, they got scored 10 in, in uh, one day, which my fear is, personally, that uh, the problem with uh, that with scoring all those runs last night, and I know it's a meatball thing to say, too many runs. Now they're going to be tired from running around the bases all night. You know, they're going to be tired from all the excitement, from the bad flip and the throwing at each other and all that stuff. These are old guys. They get their one adrenaline rush. They're, they're going to score one run. And I'm, I'm a, I will, I'll be perfectly honest, and I don't want to bring down the room here, but I am frightened of tonight's matchup. You know, there's, I have conflicting feelings. First of all, it should be Colonel Clinch Day. It's St. Clinchington's Day. But if you look at this matchup, and can I put it up real quick? Go for it, yeah. All right. John Lester, you know, he's the crafty veteran. You know, he's looked good lately. Six shutout innings last time against the Pirates on Monday. He struck out one, and he only one, and he walked one. Um, so he's pitching to contact, and he's a left-handed pitcher. Okay, so the the unfortunately the White Sox hit the crap out of left-handed pitching. So I'm a little frightened of that because last time that the Cubs faced uh, John Lester, here it is. You can see that he gave up eight runs in three point two innings. Now that was at Wrigley Field. So here's another caveat because I want to put this up, which is. I uh, believe this is it, about John Lester. Uh, no, wait, that's not it. Uh, right here, this one. His home road splits, 7-8-88 ERA at home and 189 on the road. But does this count as a road game? Because you're in your home city. Uh, we talked lots, a little. Lots know, going on there. To, to me, it, 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 you know, in a short season, that horrible start against the White Sox where, they, where he just got hit like a piñata. That's going to throw it off, and in a short season with limited starts, you know, you're not going to have an opportunity to get that down. So it is what it is. The White Sox have left-handing pitching good. Lester has made a lot of adjustments since he he that was he was right in the middle of a real bad stretch of pitching. And if you follow John Lester since like 2017, even he's had these stretches where things just don't. He just looks bad. And everyone keeps saying, "Is this it? Is this it?" And and and, and all of a sudden, then he kind of bounces back a little bit. And, you know, John Lester's a, a big game type pitcher. I don't know. I mean, these, the Sox is a good hitting team. They're, they hit lefties good. So anything can happen. But I don't think I'm going to take too much away from that last start. I, I throw that in the garbage, to be honest. The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering 
on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Well, the well, yeah, and that was also a month ago, more than a month ago. So if you, you know the last three games, he's been really good. You know, he's gone six, he's gone five, he's gone six, and he's only given up two runs in basically the last seventeen innings. So Ryan Nichols said, "Let's hope the wind is blowing in twenty miles from left." I'm, I'm all for that. Wind blowing in, we're in good shape. But uh, you know, it, it's it's he's he's been doing much better, and I think. I think there's going to be a very short leash tonight. I think that if something happens, you know, you may see somebody else come in right away and take some in. Well, who would it be? Somebody like Ray? Because they got Adbert going tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Mills, I mean, when did the last time he pitched? It's been a second. Right. It's on Thursday. So I don't think Mills is ready. Like, they don't really – Quintana – Quintana could go. But you don't want a back-to-back uh, le- – you don't, you don't want a back-to-back lefties, you know. But maybe – I mean – Here's the thing. You're hoping Johnny can go five and then you bullpen out the rest of the game tonight. You know what I mean? Right. Because, and, and, here's, and here's the other thing about tonight. So we're going up against Dane Dunning. This is the other thing that worries me. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, and uh, the White Sox are five and one in games that are started by Dunning. And uh, he finished with a no decision last time in Cleveland on Monday. And uh, struck out uh, 33, walked 10 over 31 innings. So he's good. But here's the problem, and here's his game log. He went uh, seven against Minnesota recently, gave up two. He didn't look good last time versus Cleveland, but he's looked pretty good this year. He's given up three runs in most of his starts. This is only his seventh game in the major leagues, and here's the thing. Cubs haven't faced him. Not a single one of us have faced him. And so you know what these guys look like. You know, I know it's maybe an old wives' tale or whatever about how the Cubs do poorly against guys they haven't faced before, but I actually think that's true. And so if you you think – I don't know. Are you? Carl is optimistic? I'm optimistic. Well, you think maybe it's it's a trap game in the other direction? No, I think that Dane Dunning is a guy that people are starting to get a book on. You know, there wasn't a lot on him. And he's kind of looked shaky the last time out, you know. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I, we'll see what happens. And here's another thing. is How many big games has uh, Dane Dunning pitched in? Games that mean a ton. You, they're, they're, it's, it's, I know it sounds stupid, but some guys can get up for the big game and some guys shit their pants. And I'm hoping that this guy shits his pants, to be honest with you. It seems like he's been in kind of a struggle mode. What I would like to see is the Cubs offense continue that approach yesterday where it didn't, like, they didn't look clueless yesterday. They look like they, they had good approaches to their bat, and uh, David Ross talked about that yesterday. So I would love for them to just put up three, four runs early, get to the White Sox, because we saw White Sox, like we talked about in the postgame, I said that the White Sox went full tilt yesterday. They, were com- they got completely discombobulated, okay? They completely lost their shit. They were down, what, after that Wilson home run, 4 nothing. Schwarber hit a solo, and then Wilson hit the three-run bomb. For yeah. nothing for a team that has the firepower that the Sox, that's not the end of the world. And they yeah. just defensively, mentally, they fell apart. They yeah. fell apart. And 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 I, this is a time of year that these White Sox players, none of them, none. These guys haven't been in the postseason in the, over a decade. I think in two thousand eight. I want to say it's the last time they were in the yeah. postseason. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So they haven't played any games that had any importance, any meaning, any anything. 
And and in regular season games, this is about as, as when you look and we'll, we can look really quickly in a minute about at the at the way the standings look. They are playing right now for major seeding because as far as it goes, the Twins, Cleveland, and the White Sox are all bunched up. So there's a pressure on them like nobody on that team really. I'm trying to think. Dallas Keuchel may be the only one that really, you know, has experienced something like this, and he ain't pitching. So, yeah. different story. Yeah, no, they don't really have a lot of veterans on this team. This is a young and exciting team, and I think Labonte was telling us last night that they've uh, arrived early, and they all kind of know that right now. Whereas the Cubs, they've been in this position where we've seen that backfire on them as well. You know what I mean? Because they've been in this position, so they like rest back on their laurels, and we've seen these slump timbers hitting them in the ass. This week being, you know, if you want to, you know, this is a, a season in which every game counts as three, pretty much. You know what I mean? So if you look at what happened against the Pirates, that's basically a nine-game losing streak against the worst team in baseball is what that adds up to. You know what I mean? So right. it's it's like – so you look, that still manages to be this mini slump timber at a time. Oh, dude, I wanted to show you. Look, St. Clinton's Day. I did my nails, cubby blue. My sister had some nail polish out and uh, her fiancé, and we all did our nails together. Nice. So I got, I dressed up for the occasion today. Ryan Nichols put a good point. Yes, my grand doll has experience in this. But but put yeah. up uh, put up the lineup for me, Danny. Let me see the lineup for them. The White right, Sox. For the, cup, for the White Sox, all right, we got Tim Anderson leading off. Right, no experience. Uh, nope, in like yeah. big-type games. Moncada. Nope. Um, Abreu. Nope. Edwin Encarnacion. I mean, yeah, but he's really, I don't know. James but, McCann. Yeah, maybe. he does. Yeah, Luis Robert. No. No. Angle, Adam Angle. No. no. Mazzara, no Mazzara no. and Madrigal. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're no, no. talking about Edwin Encarnacion, who's not really that good on the team, and James McCann. So, uh, Grandal, he's not in the lineup, right? But neither did the 2015 Cubs. You know what I mean? You, neither you, did you, they. you had Ben Zobrist, who was uh, somebody that... You did not in 2015, you did. No, that was 2016, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, who knows, you know? In, you in, did you were playing against Jason Hayward. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even on the team. But but here's the thing about the 2015 Cubs. They, I, I think yeah, that... Lester. They had, a, they went, on, no, Lester was, yeah, 2015 was Lester. They went on a run, and I think that as they went on that run, they got, uh, they got hot late. And so I, they didn't slump much at the end. And so you're seeing here that the White Sox are slumping at the worst possible time. Yeah, which we've seen for the last three years and even a little bit this year until we like ran into a good game last night. And so we just, you just want to see them continue to, to build on it. But we've said it all year. Like these guys come out, they score a bunch of runs, they win a few games in a row, they string something together, and then all of a sudden it's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation and they completely disappear. And it's not that they like run into some bad luck, that they still scored some runs, gives away games late or something like that. No, they absolutely are hitting like three hits a game, which even the worst Cubs team that we watched in the 80s, you know, in the 90s, we didn't see three hit, you know what I mean? At least they would go and maybe get like seven hits or something. They'd lose four to three or, you know what I mean? At least that, you know, but, you know, this offense just disappears. And we've seen this even with the 2016 squad, which is yeah. a lot of the same guys. 
that they would just disappear for a couple of days. But now these slumps seem to be a little bit more prolonged. But uh, let's look at the Cubs lineup because there is some a bit of good news or interesting news, I should say. You got Hat back at the leadoff spot, Anthony Rizzo batting second, Contreras batting third, which I think is the right thing. Uh, he is one of your best hitters right now. Um, and he hits and- the socks real well. Yeah, and he, yeah, he kills him. So you want your best hitter up there third. Jason Hayward hitting fourth. I like that against a righty. Um, also one of your best hitters. you got to do something. And then the return of Chris Bryant and his two home run, five RBI, 2020 campaign. So, like, you know, if he can turn it on right about now, that would be awesome. I hope he's well. Kyle Schwarber also batting under 200, uh, but he's got 11 dogs on the season. Javier Baez batting seventh. Just over that Mendoza line after his performance last night, had a dong and a le- and it hit a, a a double left-handed. Jason Kipnis, another lefty in there at second, and Victor Caratini, the DH, uh, batting ninth. So I, I'll say if Michael were here, is like, but the DH is supposed to be the best hitter on the team. You're batting ninth. What the crap is that? Might as well have a pitcher in there. <laughs> so that's something Michael Cotton would say if he was here right now. So, um, yeah, Mike, no, I was, I was, see, I don't go on as long as him or, or squeal like a, like a banshee, like he does. But, uh, let's see what the implications of this game are. Uh, here's the NL Central. St. Louis is three games out. I don't, they're playing at the same time that the Cubs are tonight. Um, so we'll be all scoreboard watching because a combination of their winning and us, uh, or no, us winning and them losing. Uh, Cincinnati, by the way, clinched already. And, um, you, you know, uh, Milwaukee is not eliminated because if we they, look at the right Milwaukee's fighting for their playoff lives right now, they are on the outside looking in. Uh, they are 28 and 30 and San Francisco is 29 and 29 and Philly's in there, too. I don't know. Uh, former Cub News, Jeff Samarja DFA today. Um, oh, yeah. I, I got a little uh, note on that. Check this out. Uh, the San Francisco Giants tweeted out that Jeff Samarja designated for assignment and placed on unconditional release waivers. Uh, I guess that means he can just go wherever, pitch one game tomorrow, and then be on a playoff roster? Would that be how that works? That's he, where my he, brain he's, went. No, he's, he's, coming off a bad, he's coming off an injury. He hasn't played at all this year. I mean, he's, he's done for the season. Uh, so he still, he still made $90 million, so he made the right move not playing football. And he's gonna oh, be, yeah. and he's gonna have his like, he's he's not gonna have his head crushed and a bunch of concussions. So, you yeah. know, it's it's the thing that's gonna be important to me that I'm looking at is the Cubs just gotta get off to a good start. You know what I mean? You want to just get you know get a big hit early, first three innings, first four innings, put the pressure on the White Sox, and and like you said, everybody's gonna be scoreboard watching. Don't tell me the Cardinals ain't gonna be looking up at the board, and don't tell me the Cubs. Everybody's going to kind of be watching to see what's going on here because uh, the playoff picture is one that's interesting. And so, you know, the Cubs have two bites at the apple here, two shots to get it done. They've already clinched a, their share of the NL Central title. And so the worst they can do is tie, and then you start going into all sorts of other things, figure out who's the top dog or top seed, all that stuff. But you've put more pressure by winning last night on the St. Louis Cardinals. And whether the Brewers can step up to the challenge, that's the big question. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Cubs. You know, I, I, as I said, I don't really like uh, tonight's matchup that much, but anything can happen. I know that the White Sox numbers versus Lester are a little troubling. You look at Edwin Encarnacion with his three homers, even though he's batting only two hundred. But Jose Abreu, Abreu tears him up. Uh, you know, uh, James McCann is in there batting three sixty four. They've seen him a lot. So, I mean, it, but who has it at this point? John Lester has, has been, uh, you know, seen more times than a, well, than a, you know, the core on a Navy base. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what I'm looking for there with the, a, a, with a the euphemism. Of, but. A lot of people believe that there's a good chance Lester will be back. We don't know that. I don't know that. Nobody knows what the finances are going to look like, what, what, what the budget is going to look like next year. So everybody says, yeah, they'll probably try to rework something. Maybe they will. But here's the thing. John Lester has to is, is thinking this may be his final regular, regular season start in a Cubs uniform. And mm-hmm. so you look at this now and you say, man, you, you know, you also wonder how much emotion you're going to play into these guys. You don't want them to press. You don't want anyone to press. You know these guys want to go out and, and John's potential last – regular season home game, you know they want to bring out a winner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, that would be a beautiful thing. I mean, this is kind of like a home game, wouldn't you say? Don't uh, you think this – I mean, you're I in mean, Chicago. You're home. I mean, you're going to be sleeping in your own bed You're sleeping in your so. bed. Yeah, exactly. You're not, a, you're not at a hotel wondering. Um, hey, Crowley, is there any way you could, like, put your phone in one place and not hold it? Because you're really crackling sometimes, you know. We're getting comments being like, "This connection is about as as, as this is uh, this connection is about as good as the Cubs air." But put it up against your beer and give give us give us five minutes. <laughs> there you go. How's that? Um, much much less crackly, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know. We really don't even have that much to add. At this point, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you're looking at the veteran versus the the rookie. You're looking at uh, a, a really a team like the White Sox that are really great against uh, left-handed pitching against the team that seems to be really crappy against pitching that they've never seen before. So let's hope BDJ can somehow get in there. And, well, actually, you're right. I think the Cubs need it's the offense that needs to show up today. You know, and you got to you got to give Lester something to hang his hat on, so he doesn't have to go in there pitching. You know, like so fine. You know that it that it's a situation that if he gives if he hangs one, you know that it's the the the, the, the loss is right there. You know, as soon as you hang one, they they can't they can't make him have to do like one of those two to ones or one to nothings or three to twos. Get in there. Put up six runs in the first three innings. You know, continue where you left off last night. You know, this Dane Dunning, he's a rook. Hopefully you studied all day. You had all day to study and take COVID tests. So just show the hell up. You know what the, I mean? The main thing is 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 taking a look and, and having good at-bats and trying to make sure that you are swinging on aggre- aggressively on the counts. When you see that your pitch, hit it. Barrel it up and go. Don't sit there. Check swinging. We talked about check sponsor of the Chicago Cubs. No checks. Okay? Sit there and swing at the damn ball. See it. Recognize it. And 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 make him work. Have those grinding at bats where I want to see 20, 25 pitches that Dunning's throwing. Follow him off. 
foul them off. Just keep fouling them off until you get your pitch and then dump one annoyingly. Babip it into uh, – just dump it oppo into uh, right field. And, and then take and then take a second base because, uh, you know, uh, their left fielder – who's playing left field today? Because their left fielder dogs it. Because, you, know, uh, you know, I think the Cubs will be very aggressive tonight. We saw that with Will Contreras on the base pads. You know, and after he got hit, he ended up scoring on a couple of White Sox mistakes as the wheels fell off their bus. And you know what? It is possible that they are in a situation where the wheels are falling off their bus. They have lost, what, seven straight? Right yeah, and, 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 and their manager, Rick Renteria, I'm sure he's going to be in the tunnel yelling shit, you know, like he can't quote-unquote be at the game. Uh, I don't know. I know that. So did, I didn't see what, did anyone see what, uh, uh, Cooper got Don Cooper. Is he out tonight or is he out Sunday or I didn't see anything. I saw, I know Ricky Renteria sitting out tonight. Okay. I just don't know about Cooper, but you under too, you know how that just the dynamics. And, And I think, and I, I was watching, I was on Twitter. I saw Frank Thomas talk about how embarrassing it was and how lucky it was that the White Sox fans weren't there last night. And so, in a way, not having fans, this may be helping the Sox in this situation because they probably would be on pins and needles, and they would and, the, and the, they would have gotten – you know the White Sox crowd would have been pissed. I would have been pissed if I was a White Sox fan last night at what happened. It, it, was, it was a disheartening situation on the south side. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's no fans there. You, you, you try to – Forget about yesterday, but but again, these are young guys that don't have the experience in these big moments. So, how it plays out, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I it, I agree with you. Score score some damn runs right away. Go out there swinging. Be, be up there. Be aggressive. Be uh, you know this this kid. You can get him on the ropes early. You know his last start wasn't so great. You know he's probably nervous as hell. Bit, you know, young kid in a big game, you know, can he step up? I don't know, man. But I guarantee that our guys have the experience of how to take advantage of him. And I think that was a lot of Wilson Contreras' behavior last night. He's like, let's step on, step on some necks. It's time to step on some necks. These are these are the young little whippersnappers. They got no experience. You know, let's get at them early and let's uh, – I, I'm, I'm looking for uh, about a seven-run first inning, and just like just, let's just then we just relax, then we just like you know kick back, open up a few white claws, paint our nails, have a you know have a nice time of it. So I will I, w- I will say again, I'm looking by the third inning. I'd like to see the Cubs put up three to four runs. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. So you you seven. know very seven. very similar to last night's game, where all of a sudden. You just break through that dam. It opens up, and then just go right through there and take it. And and that, I, I would love to see that happen. I, I don't want to rely on Milwaukee, um, but again, Milwaukee too, fighting for their playoff life. So let's see how the. I'm very curious to see what kind of battle they put up against the Cardinals tonight. And uh, I, I believe the veteran, the wily veteran, Adam Wainwright's going for the Cardinals. So. And Brandon Woodruff is going for the Brewers, who was their opening day starter. We saw him. So I'd love to see. I think that's going to be a good game, too. And I may be flipping between channels, depending on how the game's going. Because this is the type of year. I I am a big scoreboard watcher. I start early. I like to start at the beginning of September normally on a normal season. So, you know, I'll be scoreboard watching for sure. I'll have, like, the game on my TV and game day on my phone. And I'll be paying attention. It's going to be hopefully – an exciting night of baseball, um, but I would love to see the Cubs just take care of their own 
business and be able to really have fun. Because you saw the other day when they clinched the playoff spot in Pittsburgh, we were joking around about it. You know, they, they, they got, got walked off, you know, and it just wasn't that great. I would like to see them, you know, get the t-shirts, get the hats, take a picture on the mound and be happy and accomplished what they did in a very, very trying season for every team that, that had to do this. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that weren't sure if they wanted to play this year. Uh, first year for David Ross definitely wasn't easy to, to, to have your spring training and then have to do a complete freeze and then a quick start up again. You know, it, it, I don't care what anyone says. There, there's a lot that went into this season that you didn't have to – adversities that these guys, nobody's ever faced. None of us have. And so I'm hoping that they, they, they are rewarded tonight with the celebration that they earned themselves. Yeah, man, let's do it. And if, and if you want to help us earn a little bit something ourselves, why don't you subscribe to us at patreon.com slash sunranto. There's perks at all the different levels. It's only a buck a month to get in, and uh, it's, it's fun. It's something you should do. So, uh, you know, it, it, pays for, it, pays for, it pays for this, you know, this broadcast. It pays for tickets, pays for beers. And we've been struggling financially. I had to pawn my computer to try to get to a rooftop for the playoffs. That's why I'm on my phone. I no longer have a computer. So hopefully yeah. if you contribute, we'll be able to get me a new computer and the connection problems will be a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, you, we'll get you some new Bluetooth something so you don't have some crackly wire. Like, uh, it, it, I, swear, I swear to God, I thought I was talking to Thomas Edison on the first phone call <laughs> the entire time. You ever hear a tape of that? You know, it's like, I am Thomas Edison. Actually, they recorded uh, – you know what they did? They recorded music. That's where they, they had a music going through the first, I don't know, I'm probably conflating stories. But either way, go Cubs, Spagog, and let's get the hell out of here with some kind of uh, music. I'm going to, how about uh, the night the backup catcher got the win? Let's get that, that'll get you pumped up. Yeah, because I was thinking, uh, you, you know, last night we saw a position player in there. I love that stuff. Uh, except for when the Cubs do it, we win baseball games. So let's, uh, here's the ballad of John Baker, Spagog. See you after the game. Spagog. Spagog.
Gentlemen, when was the last time you shaved your nuts? I mean, come on. Quarantine's been going on. You know, you probably let yourself go a little bit. Possibly your balls are way too furry. Well, I've got the solution for you. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you confidence. And it's going to boost your body image. I can guarantee it. Got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. And that is very important because that's a bit of a sensitive area. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. Comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or possibly in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. Featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but we will judge you if you have hairy, smelly balls. So go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show, the Sunranto Show, will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, we're not at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Post-game. 
Division champions. Clint, I, what what the hell's in Grandpa Rossi's ear? It looks like somebody came right into, on his earlobe there. Yeah, it's he, a big splotch of white. Yeah, it's uh, but, something about Mary. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations, guys. I mean, here's here's uh, here's uh, an asset I've got for you that in the same year that we started doing pre and post game. The Cubs won the National League Central Division. That's right. Hey, yeah. and we're we're back in the playoffs. Man. Since Good I've job. been on this show, they've only missed the playoffs one year. <laughs> oh, I so like guys, it. You know what? I, I know. I know. Honestly, probably the game didn't turn out, but what we were really truly hoping for in all of this was was to clinch and make tomorrow not worth anything. And you know, growing up like we did. And not seeing a lot of postseasons, you know, it wasn't until the 2000s. I mean, you know, in the all the way, you know, we were all born in the 70s, going through the 80s, you know, all the way through the 90s to 2000, we saw two damn po- three postseasons. You know what I mean? Well, it was yeah, 98 was the first time they did anything, but it didn't last long. Right. So you had 84, hey, 89, 98. Same with me. I mean, that that pretty much my sex life of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I did anything, but it didn't last that long. And then you had then you had to wait five years for the next time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you used to call that a dry spell. Three division titles in five years, you know, and, and a World Series title in there. You have a pennant. You have three NLCS appearances. And I know Michael doesn't like it, but the wild card game still counts. No, so, it doesn't. Yep, it Fuck does. off. It that's doesn't. It's that's that is postseason. It is not playoffs. It's there playoffs. is a difference. Winner no. go home playoffs. That's a play in. It is a play in, and anybody who says anything else is wrong. It's just that's <laughs> well, just the facts. It's but the fact, here's, Jack. Let, let's talk about this game though, real quick. Just <laughs> we, we can we can reminisce about all the times that we clinched things, all the four times in our lives that they've ever clinched anything uh, later, but. Uh, this game, they pissed away, in my opinion. They had the White Sox right where they wanted them. Chris Bryant, with his brand-new high socks, back in the lineup, comes through in a way that I haven't seen in a long-ass time. Like, something had changed. Like his, I mean, in that moment, and it might just be an anomaly and a fluke and just one of those fun things that happened, but that was exciting as hell to see that. And I thought that at that point they had stepped on the neck of the White Sox and then they proceeded to play incredibly sloppy baseball. Like Jay Hay coming up short on that uh, outfield fly. Kipnis, nobody called that ball. That was a catchable baseball. You know what I mean? Dirt. Yeah, exactly. You really honestly cannot have Jason Kipnis as your everyday or as your defensive second baseman during the postseason. He's just, he's just bad at it. He's not good. And so have him DH. You got the DH. Let's kind of, you know, nix the uh, – Vic Caratini thing, and let's just kind of have it go that way because I think that's that's the best bet is defensively. You know, Kipnis is such a liability, and he's okay. It's just uh, 
I wouldn't say that it's anything that you want to be like, oh, we need him. You know, it's like, no, you don't. You're really, you know, he can hit. That's fine. But I would rather have uh, Horner out there and, and have the best defense out there because not having the best defense out there today hurts you. Yeah, and Horner yeah. seems to play better with Javi. Like, you know, if the – I don't know how the, just the singular Kipnis versus Horner is, but uh, Kipnis with Javi and Horner with Javi, it's clearly a Horner-Javi combination is better. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it's probably just kind of a – I don't know. It's kind of a youth thing in a way. You know, Javi is just like – so in the moment, and you can see that Horner just looks up to Javi because, like, as soon as Why Horner makes you? a great, it, exactly, as soon as Horner makes a great play, where does he look first? Probably right to Javi. He's like, "Oh, you see that, Dad? You taught me how to do this." You know, like you know, Horner's out there practicing no look tags and wants to be uh, even half the second baseman that Javi is. But like, no, I agree. Like, you know, you you can't have old legs out there, but. Um, hey, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Angel Angel Hernandez <laughs> and that strike zone tonight. Wow. Uh, I mean, not that, not, I don't know how it was bad for everybody, of course, but, like, the, how this man remains a major league umpire is beyond me. I just – I don't get it. Like, and now I'm just tired of it. I'm like, I don't even – I don't even – like, I barely can even muster a tweet making fun of it now because I'm just like – uh, I've just been bitching about this for yeah. too long, like Joe West and his chins and all that garbage, you know. Right. You, you, can say what you, want, you know, you can say what you want about Joe West and the and the ump show that he always puts on, which is annoying, but he's not as horrible as, you know, you think he is. The one that's really horrible really is Angel Hernandez. He really is about as bad as they get, and you saw it today on both sides. Oh. Yeah, no, people don't like Joe, but, yeah, Angel Hernandez is worse. Uh uh, B J B B J Buckner, what the who the oh, fuck? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He C B uh, Buckner, C B Buckner, you know, clinically blind Buckner, criminally blind Buckner. Uh, those guys, there are worse ones out there. Uh, but Joe still blows. I, I still, don't, I still don't <laughs> like him. But I think kid. tonight, I think the wind was blowing the strike zone all over. It was too windy oh, yeah. for a stable strike zone. It, it, I mean, I'm here in Chicago. I'm, I'm in Palatine, Illinois. If, if you must have noticed people that watch this show. Usually I'm, I'm not on my normal situation. I got no microphone. I got just these stupid ear things that I think make me look like a douchebag. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I've decided I got these. I thought they'd be cool. I think that people that wear these look like freaking douchebags. Like, I, I, I'm just going to come down on that side. But either way, they, we sound different. I'm at, I'm at my mom's house. The wind is swirling around is what I'm trying to say. It is a swirly. You could feel fall blowing in. We're about to hit some September, October baseball. We're going to get into some playoff world. And I guarantee the Chicago winds can blow these things like straight out of your ear at any given time and just ruin any broadcast. Well, you know, so, just looking at it today, I mean, it was – you knew that the we, – we talked about last night, the Sox were going to come out with everything they had, you know. And uh, Lester, like I said, he didn't pitch horrible. He didn't pitch great. But there was, you know, that like we said, that key inning that really hurt them, The that grand slam by Chris Bryan. You know, you're down two to one, and, and, and uh, you know, you're hoping to do something – and then all of a sudden, you just have a uh, inning that is just absolutely awful in every which way about it, as far as the uh, defense and everything like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I know the wind was swirling around. They were throwing the ball over the place. Javi like threw the ball past Rizzo. Um, what else? There was had a couple that was past Rizzo. Had that, one. that one was funny because it was a tough play, but it was very reminiscent of the last play of the World Series. I don't. I wish I would have taped it, and I'm 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 at a. I'm watching That's, it on Apple TV, so I can't go back and record. And because a lot of times when I'm at home, I'll rewind and then like tape something that I think's like cool. But that last play was like the Chris Bryant nightmare. If you ever woke up with the cold sweats on that, where KB with with uh, on the last play of the World Series, he slips and he throws the ball and it starts sailing and Rizzo catches it. This time though was very eerily similar play, except the ball goes over Rizzo's glove. Oh, yeah, I'll have to watch that. I was driving it, back from a a 10 year old's birthday party and just missed that inning. Like I got back oh, and well, I didn't understand I, what had happened with the score. Well, Matt, Matt McClure has it right here. Worst inning of the season, as far as I can remember. So in fact, driving back from a 10 year old's birthday party, more enjoyable than that. <laughs> inning. So you actually win tonight, Michael God, because let's face it, the Cubs, you know, they're not going to be celebrating on the mound after a win. You don't celebrate a loss. You don't go out on the field and you lost nine to five. What a way to win divisions. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, it, that is just seems tip, typical of this year and kind of how they played. Uh, you know, they did win without that 13 and three start. And you know what? That means a lot to me. And I'll be positive for uh, a moment about it because, you know, this there was a lot of questions. If you think back to how we all felt, we didn't know if the season was going to happen. And then they implemented the season. And, uh, you know, everybody was, you know, wondering, like, is there going to be fans? Uh, who's going to opt in, opt out? Like, we've been through a lot. And they've been through even more. We're just sitting here watching this uh, them do it. They're living it, right? And they came in first. And they beat uh, the same guys that had played them to even the last bunch of years and beaten them uh, last few years. You got beat by the Cardinals and the Brewers the last couple of years, even though you had the biggest payroll. And this year, it, they were able to come out and do the thing that it took, which was a 13-3 and start to get that moment, moment done. Because you beat up on the White Sox last night, and, uh, and uh, you couldn't do it tonight. You know, you let them beat up on you, which – by the way, I did call this <laughs> the right. nature of this, the game. This was one we were worried about for sure. And, uh, you know, but again, things looked exactly when we talked about this before on the pregame show, Danny, we were talking about get to Dunning early. You know, they did that, make them work. And then all of a sudden, the one thing is, is the Cubs defensively looked a lot tighter this year. And to watch all those plays in that inning, that it was a, you know, it was, it was uh, that drop ball in between Kipnis and Hayward. That And the funny thing is none of them were called errors. There was a play where Javi was indecisive. It was an infield single. Wanted to go home. Yeah. And then right, just, just kind of, first was too late. Yeah. Right. And then you had three walks in the inning, and that just that just doomed you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, who, who Do you have the line? Did you upload the line or not? Yeah, we can look at it real quick. Yeah, are, you looking, are you looking for Cubs, the pitching? Yeah. So you oh, yeah, there it is. Buster struggled three points. Oh, Adam. Jason Adam with those three walks, like that killed me. You know, I was just like, why is, you know, I know he's, he's running into some good stuff, but like, I don't know. He was that, throwing that, everything that. just above that strike zone. Yep, like and, it, it, the, it, I'm it, sorry, but if you walk three dudes when Angel Hernandez is the umpire, there is something terribly wrong with your pitching. <laughs> like, well, here's, what, here's, what, 
Here's what I'm going to tell you is that if, if I was just, and I don't know what they see or don't see, but if I was watching the game I, and then all of a sudden Adam was throwing the ball, which were where earlier it was being called strikes. Okay. So that I think was kind of confusing. My concern more was with John Lester throwing those uh, walking people when you have that big lead that you had. That was what killed you right there. And so he only goes 3.2 innings. Tapera makes a big mistake, uh, hangs one over for uh, Abreu. That knocks him, you know, that that really kind of hurt yeah, too. That, that three-run double. Oh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and so, you know, the Cubs got on early. Like I said, Bryant had a good game. He had a single and a walk, which was great. And then uh, Baez grounded into a force out, but uh, – there's a throwing ear, and, and Bryant scores, and so sloppy. Uh, that was some sloppy play. You're going to lose. You can't afford to lose games anymore after tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last game you can afford to lose. Everything else will hurt you exponentially, and it'll we end had, your year early. We actually had a question about that in the chat. Uh, Dominique Gayoro, uh, B squad game tomorrow, or do they go with the regulars? I go bees. Um, you know, there is a couple of days off, but I'm sure they want to give these guys a rest. I know it's a game season. Everything like squads, B squads, the only guys that are hitting. Like <laughs> B squads are who's, best who's, squad. Who's That's a B squad. Against work. Yeah, you, you better give Hayward a rest. You know, like <laughs> sit him down. Give Cameron Maven the day off. That's for sure. I think they're going right. to give, go B day on it. Is is going to be my guess? Uh, is that you want you have a couple days before you have to start? I think you start October second. So I think once once you start October second, it's it it doesn't matter tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't matter. Right. Rest everybody. Don't even worry about it. You know, I know everybody wants to try to win the BP Cup, but uh, you're going to have to <laughs> you're going to have to give that up to the White Sox. Let them have it and then really focus on the postseason. Well, I think we would end up tying, right? Because I think the White Sox won two of three earlier, and then the Cubs are going to win. Right. Oh, no, no, no. No, then the Cubs would win tomorrow to tie it. You're right. And and because we won earlier, we would get that that precious cup back. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, fuck the the BP (laughs) Cup. But, uh, yeah, it's it's, – you're now – we have to crawl it. We, Michael, we have to steal the BP Cup at some point. You, you know, we we it's a crime of opportunity, which we will definitely have the opportunity at some point to steal that BP Cup sometime. Michigan, of, Michigan the, Lakes Eleven. Yeah. We'll days, give it back. We'll give it back. The new blockbuster by yeah. Sunranto. Look, yeah, it's exactly. just one of these days we're going to find it in the dumpster by Wrigley. That's what's going to end up happening. <laughs> you know, get thrown out with Ron Santos' birthday cake. Right. <laughs> and, his, and his leg. Don't ask. Does, <laughs> does the Marlins win guarantee, uh, guarantee them at Wrigley? No, that's already guaranteed. The Cubs yeah. have the wild card series will be at Wrigley Field the first three games. So if you got six $700, uh, you know, or if you want to up your Patreon subscriptions, maybe we can get in there. Yeah. But uh, and, and if people are – Maybe wondered why I didn't come in here fucking bitching about people getting excited about the clinch here. It is a little different today than it was a few days ago. This clinch was the actual division. It's like a real thing. Like they get a fucking, I don't know if they get medals or trophies. Do they give them anything other than a pennant, like a little flag for the division? A t shirt that says postseason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but you know, I mean. But winning the postseason is a big or bit postseason. Winning the division is actually a big deal, and and we saw how hard it was to pull it off this year after such a good start. Um, 
you know, and earlier this week, that was literally like, oh, you just, you, you clinched the opportunity to play later. <laughs> like, that was it. And then I was honestly really worried, Danny, you brought up the bunting at Wrigley. And I got real nervous there for a little bit that there was going to be no no gameplay at Wrigley. There was. I mean, we get we we, we could have W flag. Yeah, yeah. we could have gotten a lot of mileage if we had missed the division. Uh, you know, we could have got we could have bitched about it all off season. We'd have had a lot of material, but uh, you know, it, but I'm glad it didn't happen that way. You know, it was nice. Hey, at least they got it done a day early. You know, uh, it it would have been nice to get it done against Pittsburgh. It, that would have reminded me of uh, wasn't it 1984 when they clinched in Pittsburgh the division? Yeah, they, With, so, uh, so uh, they, when they, in '84 they clinched in Pittsburgh, and then in '89 they clinched in Montreal. In '98 yeah. they had to play that one game playoff, and that was at Wrigley, but yeah. it wasn't the division. And then I was there in 2003 when they clinched on Wrigley Field, and now it's the first time I'm forgetting how many. I mean, there was no divisions back then; it was you just won the pennant, so. You know, I think I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the 1930s, the last time the Cubs clinched a pennant at Wrigley. And, and so that was the first time the Cubs had a post, you know, clinched something was in 2003 at Wrigley. Well, we have St. Clinchington to thank. And there he is. I've put him up on the board. And also, uh, thank you, Colonel Clinch. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Colonel Clinch. That was fucking <laughs> <laughs> that is great. We really appreciate your efforts uh, this season, the 60-game season. And uh, the Pope is excited, of course, for St. Clinton's Day. And this comes from uh, Brian Belive, um, if you follow him on Twitter. So, um, anyway, I, I, I did have one more thing to bring up uh, about tonight. You know, I, I happened to catch the last few nights, and, you know, usually when I have the game on TV – I'm uh, doing something else. Like, I'm a radio guy. Like, I listen to the radio, and then if something happens, then I'll go watch it and stuff. But, um, you know, I caught some of the simulated game stuff that they're doing in the marquee broadcast. So I just asked, uh, I I was just wondering, like, honestly, I'm a very innocent person. I know I come off as, like, somebody who's, like, you know, worldly and well-read and everything. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. Um, but, no, but I, I innocently asked, like, is, do you enjoy these, uh, you know, uh, simulated games? And, oh, my God, when you get as many comments as you get hearts on Twitter, it means it's a controversial thing. So if, here's like, 100, 100 people are answering, 100 people are harding, they, they, they have something to say, and it's very important. Like, everybody hates it, except for, like, two guys well, that actually pay stra- play Stratomatic. It just seems like you're, you know, we're all excited. We're going to have this marquee network, and and then you don't have the drop. You know, why are you booing marquee? You know, it's going to be great. But it just seems like there's been so many, hey. there's been uh, so many missteps this year, from the three man awkward booth to Taylor McGregor, who I heard did a you know great job in Colorado. But it's just like a lot of weird force stuff, like. Hi, it's in the middle of the game, and I'm yeah. in the scoreboard. It's like, what, what are you doing? Put the game right. in. I, I don't mind Taylor. That is totally production, right? right. Taylor's yeah, not up there going, hey, cut to me. I'm in the scoreboard. Hey, I'm doing shit out right. here. That's, that's fucking that's, production that's being like, Taylor, go, you know, right. my point go to is Antiques Roadshow real quick. You guys, you guys, I'm like uh, probably about 
4,000 vodka sodas away from actually having Taylor's job and being like the guy at the scoreboard that you put up there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, that's how that works. I mean, that is a gig. Somebody's telling her to do that. Maybe she's but, coming uh, up with some magic, uh, probably. My, but. Point, my point of it being, though, is that it just seems like they are trying to be like ESPN and they don't realize that everybody hates ESPN broadcasts. And so it's overproduced. It's badly done. And it just hasn't been good. It, I'm disappointed. And, and I, I, I'm, you know, but again, you sit there and you bring a bunch of guys in from New York who think they know what Cub fans, you know. New York City. Right. In a rope. <laughs> it just. You remember mean. that? Back, back when they used to sell salsa by threatening hanging you. You remember that? <laughs> Old El Paso. Get a rope. New York City. Oh, we hang those people. That's so weird. Um, I, I like this co- comment from Matt. I actually don't mind Dev in the booth as much as I thought I would. And, you know, I agree. I think he's doing a great job. In fact, well, he's doing a better job than Mark Grace, but like some of these other duds they've got out there. Who else did they have? Dem's doing great. Though. Well, Dem got better. Dem learned, right? So when he first started, constant, just jabber, 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 all over the place, stepping on Lens, stepping on JD, all over it. And then he realized, oh, other people are on this show. Like, that's not what they need me to do. They need me to pop in every so often. Maybe Doug Glanville got to it because Doug tended to do a – they would cut to him, but that's how much they needed him, right? Like, when they needed him, he was there. And once Dempster started to kind of fit that role a little bit better, it was – he's he started doing better. Still too many. Uh, yeah, he, you know, the, he, he's, he's toned it down, which has been, you know, he's not, we, God, we were worried it was going to be like nothing but Harry Carey impersonations. So I think he's been good, but it just, I just don't like the production in itself. And you talk about the Stratomatic. I put a, uh, yeah, they put this up there. I, I tweeted this out earlier. They were talking about World Series game four, 2016 Cubs versus the 2005 White Sox. And they had, John Lester going seven shutout innings against the 2005 White Sox. No offense, in 2016, John Lester was god-awful in the postseason. He was literally horrendous. He was not going seven innings anywhere. He, I have the World Series box at the Blu-ray 2016. Ate this thing. Game, I've only, I went to game three and five at Wrigley Field of the World Series. I was blessed not to go to game four. All my friends had come, and most of them didn't have tickets. And we, we actually had a whole basement of a bar, and we played Flippy Cup for hours on end because the game sucked so bad. So I think that Blu-ray is just going to be a coaster. I don't think I'll ever watch World Series game four. But John Lester was awful. So I don't know shit about Stratomatic. I don't know what the hell it is. Well, especially – If they think John Lackey was throwing seven innings of shutout ball – And the the White Sox were known that year for their small ball. Like, there's no way that they don't just, you know, just wreak havoc by bunting and running and doing shit that John Lester would not have been able to really handle, you know? Falconerico would have taken him across Waveland. I mean, you know, across Sheffield. (laughs) He would have taken him over the rooftop. It wouldn't have been close. So, no, it was – I don't know what the hell that Stratomatic horseshit was. But I do have to sit there and give thanks to um, some people that I didn't want to give thanks to. Uh, Our friends. Interesting. I am am in up north um, where I am in – I'm not in Milwaukee, but I'm by Milwaukee. But tonight, the man that I booed so heartily, uh, Ryan Braun – 
uh, started the game off with a home run to give the Brewers a one nothing lead over the Cardinals, and that's all they needed. Our old friend Dan Vogelbach, former Cub, hit a home run to make it 2 nothing, And then Omar Navarez singled to make it 3 nothing as the Brewers beat the Cardinals to make this Central Division possible. So to Ryan Braun, I'm sorry I said you had herpes, fish eyes, steroids, and that you were a cheater. What? I'm just kidding. I really feel those things. But, hey, you know what? Congratulations and thank you, Brewers, for doing what, you know, making our lives easier because this would have been so much more stressful we would have I'm, been. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Oh, right. keep laying into him. Steroids. 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 Herpes. Brian <laughs> Braun. Cheating son of a bitch. You cheater. Fish eyes. Herpes. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah see. And That's my favorite with, part when the woman goes, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, my favorite part is when Crawley, like, sits back with a sense of satisfaction. Like, he just built a house. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> my house is a very, very, very fine house. <laughs> no, just, just, to, just to kind of give you guys a little background on that, we went to um, – we went the first game of the season. Our friend Stuart McVicker, Club 400, a couple other guys from there uh, managed to get us a private, like, rooftop kind of workaround deal, long story. And so Danny and his sister came a little bit later, but we just met them. I, I had met those two girls. Uh, one, of our, one of the guys we were with, uh, it was his, her, his uh, girlfriend and her friend. And so that was the first time we met. They, they were kind of casual Cup fans, but they don't ever realize, like, my hatred towards Braun and, yeah. and, and, the, and the back history. Yeah. It had been a while since people had been outside, too, if you recall. You know, I yeah. mean, look look back to the last 60 days. If you think, you know, March through May took eight years. Well, so did – I mean, these guys were playing tonight like they were playing game 161. They had the same mental lapses of just like, I'm frazzled and it's crazy. Like, they still played like it was September 26th. I don't know. I think they're playing kind of like it's the June swoon, only it's not hot. <laughs> they just are struggling. Well, you just you know, rhymed twice in four words, and that was just <laughs> that was uh, five words. Not hot June swoon. Right. I, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm happy that they're back. They clinched the division. They're going to be in the postseason, and they get home field. So that's all exciting stuff. No, and no, Crowley, they're going to be in the playoffs. The playoffs. They're the division champions. And I'm, I am very happy. It, it sucks that they did not win tonight, but this is the real thing. There is a new, uh, banner going up at Wrigley. It's going to say 2020 division champions. It's probably going to have an asterisk right on that piece of cloth, which I think would be amazing if they did that. But, uh, yeah, they're in the playoffs and. By the way, Dan, Dan, at this point. Dan Winkler apparently writing in tonight quite a bit. Saying, don't trade KB and go Cubs. So Dan Winkler fighting for a job at the last minute here. Yeah, um, fly um, the W means actually fly the Winkler. Also uh, accuses me of hating Chris Bryant until tonight. Tonight was the night that I finally liked him. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, you're only as fun. good as your last game, Dan. Exactly. Dan Winkler, not Danny <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so I'm taking yeah. a look here. It looks like, you know, obviously not much has changed. So it looks like it's going to be the Cubs and Marlins. 
So, you know, we're kicking it back old school, 2003 NLCS. It's the wild card round, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the, you know, and then, and again, I just have been so laser focused on the NLAL Central because those were the teams, you know, I really haven't looked at the East or West much at all to see what they're looking or even how the Marlins pulled off what they did because they, they were the first team that really got hit by the COVID bug and they, you know, they were talking about firing Don Mattingly early in the season and they've turned it around. So, you know, I don't even know really who they have on the team who's doing well. I know Sixto obviously is a great I, pitcher. I, I saw their lineup the other day, Crawley, and I'm telling you, I half recognized maybe two names of the starting lineup and even those guys, I thought, maybe that's this other guy from the 80s that I had a baseball <laughs> tournament. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like, I was like unsure of, of all of it. So, right. yeah, I'm, so I'm looking at the they're, names. That they're they're going to they're gonna kick the shit out of us. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be 03 all over again. It's going to be the worst. Look right. at this. Eric writes it. Marlins haven't lost a playoff series ever. And fly the W. Dave Wickler's calling in, saying, "Haven't you been calling for KB's head for the past year and a half?" Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that didn't put him on the DL. I mean, IL. <laughs> oh, his head. <laughs> his head. That's, a, yeah. that's a lie because he got hit in the yeah. head in uh, in oh, Colorado, yeah. and that's the thing that's ruined his whole career. Robert Sanchez oh. asked, "Is Castro on the Marlins?" No, he was on the Nationals this year. Yeah, you know, Nationals. You know how Castro's always like, you know, one year too late for everything, so he's on the uh, Nationals. And then Matt McClure says, if not, if the Marlins knock us out, does Jeter give us gift baskets on our way? <laughs> that, that's a good one. I, I don't know, but I'm sure he's a smooth operator still. So I'm sure the Cubs would get a lovely gift basket, a parting gift. Oh my God. I hope, I hope the Cubs get a gift basket like the Yankees got a gift basket. Remember right. when he traded everybody to the Yankees for nothing? Well, well, he treated a lot of people. He, yeah, I, I mean, Christian Yelich, you can put on that list. Oh can, yeah, Yelich yeah. to the Brewers. Yeah, we we want some of them gift baskets. Right. Well, here's here's Grandpa Lossie tonight getting a gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, congratulations, uh, congratulations cup, to Grandpa Lossie. Cup of soup and, in that gift basket. Yeah. But I'm so, just looking uh, at the, like you and, said. I'm and, looking and, at and congratulations to Ian Happ. We had a good conversation about me and my sister and her fiance. We uh, they didn't know about Ian Happ and his new hair and his new mom jeans that are tapered '90s style. And everybody had a good laugh over Ian Happ's new jeans um, because uh, you know, listen, I'm not going to uh, you know downgrade. Uh, the kids can wear what they want. They they can think what is cool is cool. But as a guy who actually went through the 80s, when I'm looking at my aunt tonight with her hair, you know, with a building permit, you, you, you know, we all went to high school <laughs> yeah. in 80, 1988, and these girls would spray their hair up like this, you know, and, and you know, just, and you, you could uh, set the entire girl's bathroom on fire. And the boys' bathroom, too. Like, even, like, think of the hair metal bands and all the hairspray they went through and the makeup, you know, stuff. Well, and, well, then, uh, you know, now, now we got Ian Happ and Mom Jeans. So, like, I mean, I don't know exactly how he's going to feel about this in many years, but I think it might be similar to how how I felt looking at my stupid ass and going to prom in uh, you know 1991, looking like a goofball because that's just a that's a bad look, dude. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, you, you got to give it up. 
and you're in you're hitting like crap now. You know, I, I, I'm not I gonna, didn't even peg my jeans back the in the nineties. Like that just wasn't a thing that was worth doing even back then. So I don't know why he's doing it now. He's trying yeah. to bring something back. I guess if you're at the front of it, then you're the coolest. Well, well the strange thing is it's like this, because neither did I. It was, well, maybe I did like one time, like, you know, maybe I did a little bit, but, <laughs> but I, but I will say this though, it, you know, it's a, they're like reminiscing the kids now, because Ian Hap's 20 years younger than I am. And the kids now are reminiscing for a time that we thought was lame at the time. So, Oh, I disagree. I I actually, I fucking love the nineties. The goddamn nineties were the greatest. And I was in the fucking army for, uh, you know, 40% of that time. And that was not the greatest, but the nineties were the fucking best. I enjoyed the shit out of myself. It wasn't until 2000 that, I mean, I got out of the army. I thought, oh, the world is my oyster, and the shit all went downhill from there. Guys, just to kind of bring it back to baseball. <laughs> and and now look at it. I'm on this fucking show. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Wait, I, I, got, I, got a new, I got a new banner for us. Yeah. Um, so we're taking a look here. And- oh, we haven't even gotten into it. Yeah, it's not even the offseason yet. We're already doing this. By the way, though, <laughs> last night, woo, lit. And I've been paying the fucking price for that all day. So I'm taking a look here, guys. Um, they asked Chris Bryant tonight what he thinks of the harsh criticism he gets from over some over injuries, uh, some over performance. And uh, he said, I don't give a shit. That's a good answer. Quote, unquote. Good. You should grow a fucking pair. And, 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 you know, and you can thank us for that. Because we've been laying into him this whole time. For his whole career, we've been laying into him. And he hasn't even, like, pulled up yet and, like, worn the high socks or, like, Ben Tony 2 chains or any of that crap. He's just swinging like his dad told him. Now he's finally his own man, and it took having a son to do it. Like, I don't know, some, some guys, you know, like, they, you know, finally he's, he's his own man. This whole time, you feel like he's got a million people's uh, conversations going through his head of what he's supposed to be. And tonight, I saw him show up. And at least try on a bit of a persona that does not involve being a squeaky clean Netflix asshole. You know what I mean? I, I would talk. love and for him to break story. out in something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if you're going to be a squeaky clean Netflix asshole, fucking wear some goddamn Disney socks or something. Do something. To, Thank you. To fucking just like be like, hey, let's let's, let's have some fun. to an asshole like you and me. Yeah, exactly. Because right. otherwise, I'm going to lay into you. That's how it is. We, we grew up bullied. Feels That's like, Gen X. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Chris Bryant says he feels like he can go four for four, and it's still not good enough for some people. And it reemphasized that he doesn't give a shit. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I'm you know, Fake it until you make it, Chris. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Cause well, you know what? He's like, I could go four for four, and people wouldn't care. Uh, you know what? How about we try that a few times? Let's see yeah. how it works. Do your job, let's Chris. Just, so four, four, four. Let's That's just find out if that works. You do four for four enough times, and then we'll just see if you're right. I'd love to see if he's All right. I'm saying, I was looking at your face fucking 25 foot high on a billboard before you even played a game at Wrigley Field. So you better go four for four every now and again. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I, I know that's a meatball thing. I'm going to get I'm gonna get uh, fan letters. Well, I'm just telling or you. Non-fan you know, letters. It's it's one of those well, things. Why the W is 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 uh, he's throwing rocks at your window right now? He doesn't realize you're in Palatine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. Sorry, it's, bro. It's, 
one of those things where, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting. We talk about whether Chris Bryant is going to, you know, what happens after next year, after 2021, where he's eligible to be a free agent. And you're, this is the first time that I've really kind of heard him show any kind of displeasure, um, you know, the, towards anything. Like, usually he kind of just lets it roll off. He's like, no, no big deal, da, da, da. This is the first time I've kind of seen a little bit of an edge on him, so to speak. So it's interesting, and I wonder if there's a lot more than he's letting on. And, and, and you know, every time, you know, when people ask him about the, uh, you know, using the – counting the clock that year that they did where he had to go to arbitration and all that stuff, I just wonder if uh, – the grievance process. I wonder if, the, you know, he just has been always, like I said, so careful and measured in his responses – this is one of the first time I've really kind of heard him lay down a little bit and just be like, no. You know, it's, after- it's been happening ever since the grievance. And, like, he, you know, it, there's been a few times recently that he's been coming out of his face and people have liked it more. And I, I think that he is feeling more confident. He's feeling like his own man. And he has battled a lot of injuries. Like, we all know that. I give KB shit because it's entertaining to talk about because that's what we do and sports talk. And I, I'm mostly goofing around. You know, uh, you know, even though the guys made a glass at a total wuss, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid KB, but, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, he's asked to perform at an incredibly high level that none of us can accomplish. So guys, even even he can't accomplish what we're asking. Yeah, even he can't, exactly. He can't, he can't even do it. Now I'm seeing, which is why I hate him. So much. <laughs> so I'm taking a look here, and this is another, you know, we're getting some more here. It says, David Ross on criticism of Brian on Twitter. I don't really comment on people on Twitter. Those people are, quote, idiots. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering now if all of a sudden this is starting to become a Dusty Baker type thing because Javi the other day said the same thing, I think, after Pittsburgh. And so you're starting to see this us versus them rounding the wagon type thing. And I, oh, goddamn right! It should be. Uh, you, you, it, it should be a us versus them sort of thing. If you want your teams to work together well, to pick each other up, to do the things, then uh, I mean, okay, twenty twenty was the only good thing that happened in twenty twenty was the last dance, right? The fucking. Chicago Bulls and the whole thing was showing how Michael Jordan would take somebody who sneezed in a fucking airport four time zones away to heart and then go fucking drop like, you know, 40 points on him. He just made up reasons to fucking round up. He just continually told people they all hate us. They all hate us. They were the fucking rock stars of all of the world. Like they owned everything and he still got that team every time. Just saying you fucking suck. Everybody hates us. We need to go out and prove that we're the best. You know, so I've never been, I've if that never motivates been, them. If that's the thing, fucking do it. Try it. I, whatever. I mean, I don't, I think it's, it's kind of lame ish in my opinion. I never liked uh, the, the one that was the king of that was dusty Baker. Dusty Baker always was the us, them, you know, us versus you guys. And I, and, and it got so bad with Dusty that that led to well, the well, Steve, Steve well, Stone leading and problems. So well, it depends on who the us and who the them is. If the them is Twitter, 
fucking you win yeah yeah them out yeah if the if the them is uh the white Sox and they're gonna fucking play dirty against them for for no reason whatsoever then that's gonna be shitty or you know if you come out playing weird or doing odd things you know that sucks but if you uh but if the us is literally just this big fake thing that is the internet I think you're safe there, I'm but just no. Okay, but I do agree with your like the general idea of what you're going with there, Crawley. Like you, you don't want it to become too much, but yes, you know, the, right. there there are perfectly fine entities out there to make the scapegoats. I, just, I I'm I'm just more of a, I like it when the team just says, you know what. We don't give a shit what anybody says. We believe in everybody here, and that's that. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm just, it, it, like I said, I, I have bad flashbacks of that 2004 team when I start hearing all that shit. And then, and, and then all of a sudden, it be, always became excuses. And it, The 2004 Cubs were one of the most unlikable Cubs teams of all time. If you remember, Kent Merker literally called up Steve Stone to bitch at him in the, during the game, during the broadcast. Like, th- that was when Stone left and eventually became the White Sox. But yeah. if you just start – I hope I don't know what Rossi's going to do as a manager. Uh, bulletin board material, you know, I don't know. I was told earlier that that it, all the players knew how important it was because they knew that they weren't going to be around much longer. So why do you need bulletin board material if you know that you're kind of, you know, having your last chance together as a team? You really get, like you said, if I was Chris Bryant and I was making as much money as he was and doing all that shit, you think I'd be caring what anyone said about Twitter or anything? I wouldn't. This us versus them type. I don't know. Just play, dude. Hit the ball, field the ball. Okay. Get the fucking job done, as Lee Lee would say. Hit the ball, catch the ball, get the fucking job done. Yeah. Right. But by the way, I'm I'm leaving this party. You guys can argue about this all night. All right. I'm gonna go celebrate the clinch. I don't know what you guys want to do. We're 41 minutes into this podcast. We're we're, going down a rabbit hole of hell. And uh, everybody, we should just be celebrating. And like typical Cup fans, and I gotta tell a little story before I sign off. I'm leaving. Wait, let me tell thing. another story. All right, wait, 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 just final story. Wait. Everybody, right. grab your fucking popcorn, get your sodas. We're, we're starting up. All right, so <laughs> all right, uh, Lacey, my sister's fiance, they're getting married October 24th. And uh, she says, she goes, you know, I grew up a Mariners fan. Ichiro, uh, all this stuff. And, you know, so she liked baseball always from when she was a kid. And uh, then she fell off. My sister's a big baseball fan, big Cubs fan. So my sister likes watching all the games. So Lacey's like, oh, this is great. I'm marrying a woman who likes baseball too. We can watch it. So she caught on to the Cubs. So now, so we're sitting there, of course, at dinner tonight, talking about the Cubs. And, and uh, Lacey described Cubs fans as such. She said, you guys have the most fun hating your team than any other fan base I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, absolutely. It's the way we show love is through. And it's only, it's just like, you know, the only reason I told you that it, it that I, I disapproved of your behavior is because I just need you to do better because I love you so much Cubs. And like, that is, we, we are the most, we are the most critical lovers of our team because I am very excited. We won a division tonight. We backed in. 
it sucked the way it happened, but it's not the first time it's gone down like this, but it is an accomplishment because we've grown up with, you know, it doesn't happen every day. You could have lost the division. You could be the Brewers. You could be the Reds. You could be any other team. You could be a Pirates fan like our, our man Brian and be that guy. But instead, we're Cubs fans. We got it. So we are very privileged to complain about our first place team that won the division tonight, you know, and uh, so I'm glad that they complain about us and we complain about them because that Chicago, you know, we're going to complain because it only means because we love you and we care. So one thing I do want to say, um, if you are interested in helping us out, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash Unranto. You see that Danny has been kicked out of his house and so he's staying at a Motel 8. So if you can do us a favor, we'd like to put Danny up in a nicer hotel room. So just follow that Patreon. Go ahead and help us out. And uh, as that's kind of going out here, I think, you know, we, we decided we were going to try this crazy experiment of pre- and post-games. And um, we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, checking out uh, the show, and, and kind of giving us, you know, feedback and being a part of the show. And that's why we really enjoyed it was the interactive feature. So thank you guys for following along. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll definitely be ready for the postseason and hope you guys are there with us too. Yep. Yeah, super excited. Uh, division, that's where this team should be. It's where this team should always be. There's no fucking reason for them to not be here every year with the lineup that they have. They're a great team. They just need to play like it, and sometimes they do. And let's hope that sometime is coming up shortly. We're, we're back on top, boys. So uh, get, uh, we are uh, coming back to Wrigley next Wednesday. But I think uh, right now we should do a little bit of I, – I didn't come here for a haircut, don't you think? Uh, you know what, Danny? I'm going to say this. Let, let me go. Uh, you know me. I would never override a haircut because that is my favorite song of yours, a John Lackey haircut. But I think this is a good time for a little bit of our year, um, you know, just to kind of celebrate the fact that we're back as division. That was my, yeah. that, that was my second – I was yep. one-two with those. Yeah, that's I, I'm with guys. you. I think this is our year uh, because at least – Division-wise, this is definitely our year. And on Monday, I will have my shirt and hat, gentlemen. <laughs> we can't wait to see it. Begum! It looked bad for the cops. We were down three to one, but this year was our year. Took a long time to come. Took game five at Wrigley, headed back to Cleveland. Cause this year was our year. Took a long time to come. And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down. The championship, what Hayward said. In the locker room, gave you the strength to play on Now we're there, and we've only just begun Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come In the top of the tenth, the cubby scored two runs Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come 
No more Billy Goat curses or blaming Bartman Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come And I won't forget how you came back While rain was falling down The championship, what Hayward said In the locker room Gave you the strength to play on Now we're there and we've only just begun Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come And we've only just begun Cause next year is our year We don't only want one My, 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 my We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 